Welcome to the F3 American Yammer Podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high-impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of all possible circuits on the nation's fifth best podcast out of five. Today in episode five, we are joined all the way from Rock Hill. Um, please welcome Big Mac. So Big Mac, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, not a problem. I'm glad we finally were able to connect. Um, gosh, when I was looking back through the notes, it looks like you and I had actually connected last year it was almost i think like six six months ago <laughs> oh yeah well it it uh yeah i think i don't know there was a lot of stuff going on at that time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was it was a very crazy time i know my family and i were relocating and there's a, a ton of we're getting ready to end the year lots of holiday coming up and and so people were just kind of bouncing bouncing around to and fro um Nevertheless, I, I'm glad now, six months later, <laughs> we were yeah. finally able to, to get you on, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to kind of hearing, hearing your story tonight, so thanks again for being, for being with us. No problem, no problem. All right, name Arama, name, age, F3 name. I am John McTosh, 36, Big Mac. Big Mac. <laughs> oh, I love how you say that, too. That's fantastic. Yeah, now, that's now. Been, I was going to say, that's been kind of one of my, they, uh, they like to give me a, a time about that and and uh, the workouts. So yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, now, how long have you been a, um, a I guess an F three pack? Because if I'm not mistaken, I think you kind of moved around a little bit. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Well, I started in Rock Region, and um, I, I work. This is where I work out. But I'm originally from right up the road in um, near F three Gastonia. Um, not Holly, so, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm in, uh, Rock Hill region. So. And now how long have you been, have you, how long have you been at PAX there? A uh, year and a half. It was Thanksgiving of 2018. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. So actually to the, like on the day of Thanksgiving? Well, the, like the Monday night after Thanksgiving. So gotcha. it'd be like, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, trying to work off some of those those holiday calories. Oh yeah, I, I needed them. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so so you've been coming out for about a year and a half, um, and and that's given you an opportunity to get kind of get the full taste and um, of maybe the the Rock Hill region there, um, and and definitely I know times like this with you know, coronavirus, um, you know, if, if guys are hearing this, hopefully we'll be emerging from the the quarantine phase, but. Um, you know, this is definitely kind of an unprecedented thing, but nevertheless, it sounds like you had plenty of time before that to be able to kind of get acquainted with, with your region and, and some of the packs there. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was kind of not necessarily head first in it, but as much as I could take in, I was trying to take in. Gotcha. Okay. And and, and since we're talking about that, uh, kind of taking everything in right there, and we're talking about posting as well, when, what's your what's your normal routine like yeah 
barring COVID-19, you know, what, what's your, what's your normal schedule? Are you kind of like a three day a week guy or do you kind of hit it every single day as much as possible? Um, I was three day a week. I did the, uh, we have two night AOs in, uh, Rock Hill, um, Monday night, night museum and Thursday night at the goose, which I was actually the site queue of. Mm -hmm. And then I would hit up Saturday mornings between the, somewhere between the three AOs that we have. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it seems like you had kind of your, your, your typical routine there. And I know you and I were talking before the podcast as well. And you were saying that it was looking like you're going to have to potentially hand off the, the site queue responsibilities for goose to, to someone else coming up. Is that right? Yeah. It's uh my work schedule's kind of changed with, with everything that's been going on. So um, we're kind of playing that by ear right now. Um, once things start opening back up, um, I'm going to get up with Nantan and see what he wants to do. So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, definitely sorry, sorry that that's you know, been a big impact to you, but hopefully you'll be able to pass it off to another guy who will carry the torch as well as yourself. I hope so. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I mean, it's an awesome AO to, to uh, have because it's right smack dab in the middle and, and you get that beautiful sunset right as you're uh, finishing up the workout. Yeah. Well, I know too that, you know, many, many regions, it seems like, um, at Fort Collins as well. I mean, we're still kind of on the, uh, the early morning kick or the, the weekend 7am kind of kick. Uh, and so the night AO is, is definitely something that's very interesting. I know Greensboro has had one uh, or has one rather, and uh, other regions have kind of popped up here and there that do have something um, along those lines, but it, it's, it's neat to be able to see that um, and to kind of see that, you know, not just F3, spreading around the whole nation, but additionally, this sort of unconventional AO of the night AO for guys who maybe work the early mornings and still want to be able to have that, or for guys who just didn't need that afternoon, afternoon blast, right? Oh, yeah, it, it's great. I mean, it's, you've had a frustrating day or, or, <laughs> you know, you get caught in traffic and, and it's just, you need that little kick to burn off and it's great. I mean, I probably slept better for the last year and a half since I've started these. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into the, the meat and potatoes of this thing. Let's talk about life before F3. So when we're talking about life before F3, let's start with the first F, right? The fitness aspect. So all the way leading right up to F3, what did fitness really look like for you? How would you have described that to someone if they said, hey, what's your, what's your fitness like? Um, what, what what did that word really mean to you? Um, well, I mean, I, I am, have always been kind of the bigger boy, but I was a uh, swimmer in, um, throughout most of my childhood and, and in high school played tennis. Um, seems kind of odd for a big boy, but after I kind of got out of high school, it, it really dissipated. I mean, it was, I would do the every other year, join the gym, get in there and, you know, go hard for about a month and then just forget about it. And, uh, and then I, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I used to hate running while well, I still hate running, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I was that one person that said, you know, seeing people running on the road, be like, what are you running from? And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, so be it, you know, once I started F3 and then, you know, we'll kind of get into that. But, uh, Gotcha. Yeah, I was not. I was not a runner. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, so okay, so it sounds like you had the sports in the background, but then right outside of high school, 
um, that that just immediately drops off, right? Uh, oh, yeah. It drops off, it, it, it's gone, and and you don't have anything like running because, as you said, you're not really big into running. So that's you got nothing there that's necessarily going to keep pulling you forward. No, like the yeah, I was in the gym, but that was about it. You know, I I do the year the every other year resolution. <laughs> and and now when you were in the gym, was it was it kind of more just focused on like weights or did you try and go for kind of the, the full body hit style aerobic class or um, nah. you know, what, what did that look like? No, it was, it was weight. I mean, I would do cardio to get, you know, I knew the basics. I would get my heart pumping and then I would, I mean, I was trying to throw as much iron as I possibly could. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And that, that definitely seems <laughs> Uh, a common theme among guys who who spend a lot of time at the gym. It's like, we know, we know the basics just enough to try and get as swole as possible yes. <laughs> while, while we're at the gym. Um, but yeah, it, it absolutely just never seems to last. Um, and I think anybody who's, who's been an F3 for any amount of time can definitely attest to that. So, okay. So that, so that tells us a little bit about kind of what the fitness is like. So you've got the sports in the background the swimming, the tennis, but that drops off really quick after high school. And then you start going through the typical cyclical routine, right? You're in the gym, you're doing it for a little while, you've got some kind of routine going and then it drops off and then the, the gym membership expires or it never really expires, right? They always, they always just keep charging you yeah. uh, and eventually you have to cut them off and then you join again. Um, okay. So, so that tells us about the fitness aspect. Let's talk about the fellowship aspect. What was kind of the nature of your of your relationships? You know, if people were to come along and say, you know, who who would be you know, your your best friend or who um, who's kind of the the the, the go to guy for you? Um, how would you have described that, or how would you have described the nature of fellowship or relationships? Um, I mean, I had probably and probably like the fifteen years between you know, getting out of high school per se and, and, you know, somewhat of adult life. I had like three friends, <laughs> maybe four. <laughs> I mean, it, I was, I was a very, uh, I talked to everybody. I love to, to talk and debate and argue and everything. And I would meet random people doing that, but it was, I had like three or four actually friends that stuck. And that's kind of, those were kind of my go-to guys. And, and, Past that, it was, you know, people who knew, you know, I was referred to as John Mack at the time, but there was people who knew John Mack. Gotcha. But. Okay. So, so it sounds like kind of, kind of growing up, you, you had the, at least the, the, the few common friends there, yes. uh, everybody else kind of, kind of phasing in and out. And, um, and that's good. I mean, that's definitely not something that I think a lot of guys, um, can really speak to in many respects. Most of us, many of us end up losing a lot of those kind of lifelong friends. Um, and, and we would really end up losing the people that we can kind of rely on or talk to. And most of our relationships end up being circumstantial. So the fact that you were able to hold on to those um, is definitely fantastic. And I think is kind of a, a bit of a stark departure from kind of the, I guess the typical sad clown. Um, having well, said that, do you feel like the, the, the depth of the relationships was probably maybe what you wanted it to be or? Um, no, I mean, outside of maybe one or two mm -hmm. um, guys, it was, I had a lot of transactional friends, you know, it was, uh, I, I did a lot of like handiwork, um, mm -hmm. like very good with my hands. And, and, uh, so people, you know, they would call me when they needed something, 
you know, hey, can can you help me with this? Hey, can you do this for me? You know, can you fix my car? Can you know? It was a, it was like a. They called me when they needed me, and that nice. you know that that's where I kind of most relate to that that sad clown, mm-hmm. um, you know, persona. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And, and and yeah, that's that's a that's a huge additional element to it, right? Because um, I think in many respects, get yeah, for guys like when we're when we're trying to kind of find our place. Uh, in in the world and when we're trying to understand kind of where we fit in the grand scheme of things you know when you're constantly kind of being used like you were saying um, it can it can throw an an additional level of difficulty into understanding kind of who's who you're really close to and who your true friends are right yeah it's are you calling me because you need something fixed or you calling me because hey you know let's go have a beer and and, you know talk or or something like that gotcha Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So that definitely paints a, a, a more, a more specific picture, I guess you want to say of the, of the fellowship aspect. We know that from a fitness perspective, you add the sports in your background, it starts to dissipate pretty quick. You're bouncing in and out of the gym. You've got kind of the three to four close friends, but really ultimately kind of only the one to two, everybody else is really kind of, as you pointed out, the transactional friend, right? Um, the one who, who really just needs something. Um, so that takes care of the two of the three Fs. Let's talk about the faith piece now. So if someone were to kind of before F3 um, say, tell me about your faith, what what did that really mean to you? How, how, how does that word resonate in your life, whether that's personal belief system or um, kind of something greater than yourself or, or even, you know, community service, whatever that may mean. What, what did that mean to, uh, to Big Mac? Um, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church. Um my dad was like Sunday school director I and mean, we were at church more than we were at home. It felt like, <laughs> and, uh, and then about the time my parents divorced it, uh, there was a lot of, you know, outside circumstances that went on with people and, and there was, it, there was a lot of talk and then, I, I felt like the church kind of the not not necessarily God, but the church kind of failed me. And, you know, you know, because I have this belief the church is a family and, you know, you just don't, you know, boot, you know, a member of your family out and just. But that. Then I kind of. After that I kind of went out. I mean, it was, you know, prodigal sonish. You know, I ventured out into the world and 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 didn't. Not that I looked away from God, but it was kind of like, you know, I'll be back, kind of. And you know, I need a break. You know, just kind of leave me alone for a little bit, kind of deal. And it. And I'm not going to say I'm not going to necessarily say my faith dwindled, but mm-hmm. you know, there it bounced back and forth to, you know, God, what's going on? You know, then I'm angry at God. You know, then what's going on? You know, it was it was a very back and forth relationship. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Gotcha. So so it sounds like you kind of had this this sort of raw experience that kind of ultimately impacts you know your your whole viewpoint toward faith uh kind of coming at it from the um 
the religion aspect. And, and then from that, ultimately, it kind of pushes you in this direction of saying, all right, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of trek out on my own, kind of go in my own direction and, and kind of do my own thing. And, and, and it sounds like, you know, with what you brought up, uh, it's not so much as you pointed out that you had necessarily lost faith, but it sounds like maybe your faith at that point kind of wasn't really being uh, exercised. It sounds like, okay. is, is, that, is that a fair assessment? Oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of hitting nail on the head. It was, it was exactly like that. I mean, that gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, de- definitely. Th- and thanks for sharing that. I know that, you know, there are probably a number of guys out there who have had maybe some similar circumstances um, within the church and, and definitely those can be very scarring, very damaging. Um, that's uh, ultimately enough to, to turn anybody off from, from wanting to, to set foot again. So, um, so I think nothing else. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So that, that paints a picture for us now about what life was like for, for Big Mac before F3 comes, comes along. Um, so one of the things I'd like to ask you now is, do you have kind of a, a summary story? You know, if, if somebody were to ask you other than me, <laughs> if somebody were to ask you, you know, can you tell me a story about what life was like before F3? Uh, what, what do you think would be kind of a good story that you'd share with them just to kind of highlight kind of the, the main things that you felt like you were missing? Well, I mean, it's reiterating some of the stuff we talked about, but you know, what I was, my life before F3 and I, and I kind of used this a little before I met my wife um, too, but I would go out all the time. You know, I would, you know, I was going out looking for a fellowship. Well, at that same point, I was using my skills that I have to, to, you know, I would, somebody would come up and say, Hey, you know, I need something to fix. I heard you can fix this. And, you know, I would go, do it, but I would also try and, you know, almost buddy up with them. You know, hey, if you need anything else, you know, trying to offer services so that I could, you know, create more fellowship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, and that was very disappointing because that's where it kind of pulled into that transactional friendship that, you know, people would call, but, you didn't know if it was, you know, hey, you, you know, come over, hang out, and, you know, if you can do this for me or just, hey, come do this for me and go home. Yeah. yeah. That's, that That was most of my life between probably mid-20s and up until a little before I met my wife. So gotcha. it, was, it, it, it was very discouraging mm-hmm. because at that point, I had I had stayed around the area, and a lot of my friends had had ventured off. The ones that that went to school, and then the ones that, uh, or the ones that went off to school, and then the ones that you know. Once we all got jobs, it just kind of. And once that happened, it was just that's what I was going for. I was I was searching for something to do to try and basically make people like me. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha okay oh well, no and and that's i think that's a really a common theme that you know many guys go through is you know trying to trying to understand where ultimately they fit in and trying to look for that fellowship and some guys are really hungry for it and it sounds like your story kind of resonates with that is that you were you were really kind of searching more than anything for the fellowship aspect and kind of starting it 
um, as this you know, transactional approach, you know, kind of the, let me know if you need anything else, but ultimately that kind of ends up coming back. It sounds like to, to bite you a little bit, just because now you've got a bunch of those transactional friendships um, and people don't necessarily want to build out the, the fellowship aspect. Yeah. That, I mean, that's like, I said, that's hitting nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you very much again for, for being vulnerable there and, and willing to share that. Um, like I said, I know many guys, myself even, have, have gone through plenty of experiences like that. So uh, we really appreciate you you know, sharing, sharing those details. All right. So that paints the picture now um, of, of what life was like for you. We've got kind of a good grasp on where you were and what it is you were looking for and, and what it is you were trying to find. Um, so, so now... Let's talk about that first contact, right? So, so who EH'd you? Who's the responsible party? Um, a guy in uh, that I knew before F three, but he, uh, his name's Newton. Um, he was actually EH'd by a guy named Red October the week before me, mm-hmm. and he, we were at a friend of ours' kid's birthday right after, like. We had just got back in town after Thanksgiving on that Sunday, and he said, "He said, hey man, you want to come to this workout? I know you've been talking about, you know, trying to get back in shape." And I said, "Sure, why not?" He said, "He was like, it's free." I said, "Well, free's for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to turn down free." So yeah, but uh, okay, so so you got this guy Newton, you said? Yes. Okay, so he'd only come one time before you. It sounds like is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. But he already sounds like he already had the had the bug. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was like he was like oh yeah. It was an easy workout, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, so. now I know you're lying. <laughs> no, no, that, those were his words. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so so he tells you, hey, you got to come try this new thing. You're excited about the fact that it's free. And that, that's a that's a huge selling point as well, I think. Uh, so so you show up to the workout. Who who queued? Do you remember who queued? Uh, gold plate. Gold plate. Yes. Okay. Gold plate. He is. Uh, he's a respect board. <laughs> so. Okay. And and now what what do you what do you remember from that experience? What kind of stuck out to you the most about that first workout? Um that that was the Monday night workout and. Uh, it's called Night at the Museum, and we we meet at York County Museum. But most of the activity, um, if it's not in the parking lot, is kind of around the the middle school next door. Well, we started running, and like I said, at that point, I didn't run. You know, it's, and uh, we go running down the hill. I'm like, cool, this is downhill. We hang it right. We get to these. Uh, there's light posts and they're, you know, general space. And I'd say probably 50, hundred feet apart. And I can't make it like I'm like huffing and puffing in between. Um, <laughs> like I'm having to run and then walk and then run and then walk. And I mean, it felt like it went on forever. <laughs> and then, uh, we started off with like bench exercises, like the typical Irk and Dirk and um, dip combo. And I would say, if you can't tell, this has burned a hole kind of in my memory. Like, <laughs> like I will never forget this. And uh, 
after that, it was kind of a blur. But I just remember there was <laughs> moderate running, and I just said, I, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go home. And, uh, <laughs> and so we get back, and, and, and you know, I'm – like holding it in. I, I have not spilt yet. And, and needless to say, I haven't spilt at a, at a, uh, at a workout yet, you know, knock on wood, but I, I have been close. And that, that first time was, was close. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, well, good. You're, you're a, you're a better man than, uh, than, than some I'll say. Or for uh, for not splashing Merlot. Uh, at the same time, yeah, I know it's, it's too many of those things that you brought up were were so recurrent of, of so many other stories I've heard about guys just just huffing and puffing and praying like, please God, let me make it home. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That uh, the the funny thing is is that was let's see that was November and so that was yeah last week in November like first week of December somewhere in that um yeah by like the second or third week I'd already got like a a uh cuz I for especially from not working out so long and not running like I got like a, a bronchial infection and I was out for like two weeks right after that oh wow okay so it, it sounds like there's a little bit of a little bit of some traumatic scarring that, that happened. Oh yeah, like I said, it burned a hole in my head. <laughs> oh wow! All right. So that, so that tells us about the first workout, and 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 to wrap it up now, how did you get how did you get Big Mac? How did that how did that all come about? So I, I was in there, you know. They tell me, you know, you know, hold the flag and and uh, you know, tell us about yourself. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I think I'm going to get a good name. You know, I, I'm a diesel mechanic. So, you know, maybe I'll get a name like, like Socket or, or, you know, Ratchet or, or Diesel, you know. And uh, and we're sitting there and I tell him, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm a diesel mechanic, work on ambulances. Um, you know, they're like, well, what's your favorite food? I was like, French fries. I was like, and at that moment, I thought in my head, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> And it just came out, but, but, uh, somebody threw out Big Mac and I, and I had, you know, inadvertently been called Big Mac as, as, uh, as a child. Cause I was a rather husky boy. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so it kind of flipped over what, and the guy who was, Ewan, he said, no, he said, we're going to call him Happy Meal. And uh, so they uh, flipped back over to the guy who brought me. They were like, Newton, you know, since you, uh, since you, you know, EH'd him, you know, what, you know, you kind of get last word on it. And he was like, we'll call him Big Mac. I was like, Phew. I was like, I don't know if I could have done Happy Meal, that kind of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely pushing it right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well cool well you have to thank newton now and, and give him a t-claps you know for being kind of the um the ultimate responsible party for uh for having kind of the last word on naming you there that's oh yeah great. that's great all right well definitely thank, thanks very much for sharing kind of that that first experience and and how traumatic uh it was and, and being <laughs> being willing to share that and, and now we kind of move into the the second half right so we've we've talked before 
about what life was like. We know that you've got some sports in the background. We know that you kind of had a few close common friends, but ultimately you're, you're still, you're still searching. You've got these quid pro quo, quo relationships or really these, these transactional relationships. Um, and, and you've kind of been in a way kind of scarred from the, the, the experience at, at the church. And so from all of that, that, that paints the picture of what life was like before we've got the, the first encounter story uh, that you shared with us. And so now we're kind of moving into the second half um, and then talking about life since F3. So, Previously, you were saying that everything had just kind of fallen off. You were doing kind of the pogo with the the gym, kind of in and out of the gym, renewing your uh, membership and then canceling and, and all of those types of things. How has fitness changed for you as a result of F3? Um, kind of all inclusive. What, what, you know, what, what does that look like to you now? Uh, I mean, I have become a, from before F3, I'm, I'm a thousand times more active than I used to be, but, uh, you know, now um, I'm running. Um, I had a 50-mile month in January, which is astronomical for me. Um, and I've started biking a lot more um, since warmer weather. And But uh, I did the, uh, the Ragnar Relay in um, Fort Mill last year, which is uh, – 16.8 mile um, relay or 24 hour relay run. And, mm-hmm. and that was actually the longest. Well, one of the legs was the longest consecutive run I had ever done, which was 7.6 miles. And, uh, and I hated every moment of it, but I loved every moment of it. Like, <laughs> like, I hate I hated sweating through the woods, but I was like, this is the most awesome thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but no, I mean I even I've I've even been working on my my ammo a little bit. She's uh I've been pushing her hard and and since since all this is, is gone out, she is she's made actually pretty big steps since since I've met her and uh, and that's been that'll be five years this year so yeah I mean uh, and plus my dad who I talked to a fair amount actually said to me the other week he said um, how's your running been going I said it's kind of slacked off since the since the whole pandemic thing but he said uh, I said you know I, I still getting back, you know, getting back in the, in the habit of it. He said, yeah, I thought you said you'd never be a runner. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I said, you know, insert foot in mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, especially too, I know you, you, that was, that was a big point that you brought up earlier was that you absolutely hated running and then to kind of see how that's, uh, how that's, you know, transformed as a result of F3, just kind of, you know, being, constantly ingrained as part of the workout and then you know hearing that you had your, your 50 mile month which is huge uh, and then you know doing the ragnar as well um, i know many of those relay races are just they're grinds right oh, yeah. but uh, uh no that's that's fantastic I mean, it's great to hear okay so that so that tells us then about the fitness aspect and 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 it's huge too. I think that you, you, you brought something up that was, it was very subtle, but I think is, is a big important point, And that is encouraging your wife. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I think there's so many elements that, 
you know, as men, we can bring back to the family regarding what fellowship looks like. And it, it doesn't always have to be just out there in the early morning working out alone. Um, or we say alone. Really what I mean is, you know, working out there only with your friends. But definitely there's a lot that you can bring back home um, to definitely encourage wife, kids, etc. Well, she she looked at me at the, and it's been probably a couple months ago. She looked at me and said, because we did kind of a a starter workout per se, like in the in the garage one night, mm-hmm. and she said, "I'm not doing burpees." I said, eh. <laughs> "I said, you know," and, and I just looked at her and I said, "Modify as necessary," <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got to look. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, brother, you had that coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was just a reaction. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Well, <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. All right, so so that tells us then about the fitness piece. Let's talk about the fellowship piece. So previously, you were kind of mentioning that really it comes down to transactional relationships, right? And we're we're going to hang hang on that one. Um, how has that changed? as a result of F3, are you finding fewer of those? I'm, I'm assuming. Well, I mean, I find them fewer of those mainly, you know, I'm still doing stuff for people, but you know, it's, I'm doing stuff more to serve them. Not as, not as necessarily, you know, Hey, be my friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I have a, one of my buddies helped him with his boat. You know, I had never worked on a boat before. He had never worked on a boat before. And we kind of, we kind of jumped in there and, and, uh, learned from each other. And we had fun, you know, there's, you, you know, you roll up your pants cause it gets deep, you know, when more than one guy is working on something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, you know, had great, you know, I, I know this probably sounds hokey, but we had great fellowship, um, while working on it, you know, just because he was, he was a kind of a newcomer into the group mm-hmm. of friends that we had. He's married one of the, a girl that was in kind of my wife and I's kind of friend group. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, we had never hung out much before. And, and it, uh, you know, we just kind of sparked it off with this boat thing. And, and, it seems like it's going to kind of carry through, you know, other than just being, you know, hey, you don't want to come work on the boat. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and it sounds like, too, kind of what you brought up, um, which I'm sure will play in maybe to, to some of the, the faith element here is that you know, it sounds like you instead of looking at using your skills um, and your abilities to, to kind of leverage it into friendship, you're now using it to leverage into service, right? Yeah. And, and you know, it kind of kind of falls into the same thing. Is, is I'm I enjoy doing things now because it makes me feel good, and it also helps someone else. You know, it's not I'm not trying to impress anyone or you know, hey, look at me, you know, I can do this. It's it's you know, it makes me feel good to accomplish something, but it also you know, is a is kind of a dual role. Is it is it makes them feel good for having something accomplished, and then you know it's it's hitting on both sides. It's not just a one sided deal. Right. Gotcha. Okay. No, it absolutely makes sense. Okay, and and let's let's kind of 
pull it pull it to that third f piece right the 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 faith piece now so we've talked about the the fellowship how that's improved you're you're officially a runner yeah uh, how how it's improved your your sense of fellowship and and kind of how you how you look at at serving now let's let's take it to the faith aspect how has your faith been impacted as a result of f3 whether that's kind of through q source or um just just small group shield lock whetstone that type of thing what have you found um, has been the biggest impactor for you in the, in the faith aspect? So it, it was kind of a, uh, um, everything kind of hit at once. Like we, we had the, him and I had talked. And she was, she was, grew up Catholic and I had grown up Baptist and we had found a, a common church to start going back to because I, I kind of, something sparked in me. I'm like, I need to get back in church. And, uh, you know, I felt that pull. and. So we had found a, a local church and there were a lot. And the thing is, there were a lot of F3 guys that went there before I start, before I joined F3. And once I joined and started working out, I started seeing people. I know it's like, Hey, I've seen you in the video. You know, it's like, I'm big Mac, you know, and, and, and I kind of fell into that. Um, you know, it is, it's missing the fellowship in with faith and, and, um, once we started going, um, it's everything just kind of, it was really one of those, everything fell into place. Like, you know, the messages that, that we were hearing were hitting nail on the head, you know, home runs every week. And, and you know, it's, it's, we felt like, you know, this is where we need to be. And, <laughs> and, you know, I know with things right now, you know, the whole meeting thing, we, we still do like the Sunday morning, um, you know, internet service. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think my faith has grown immensely since, since the start of F3. And I think it was kind of the, there were some embers there from starting the church, but once getting in with the guys and, and seeing, you know, that, there is a lot of faith this around and you know, that compounds on you and it just lights a fire and, and you know, I'm burning it. <laughs> no, and that absolutely makes sense. And I, and I think that's a, it's a big part of it too, right? Is like being able to um, have the element of F3 that kind of ignites the the spark of the the faith piece but then additionally being able you know quite frankly it's always nice to be able to kind of go to um a place of worship or 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 be in a place of meeting or you're expressing your faith in in public with other guys that you know right and and that's part of what f3 already has built into it anyway um with the circle of trust right it's not necessarily a specific prayer it's not necessarily a a christian prayer it doesn't have to be Um, but at the same time too learning to kind of express that faith verbally uh, and intentionally with other guys that you're comfortable with i think naturally kind of leads to um being in a way comfortable uh, with with being able to um express it in in a church or a religious type setting right yeah yeah gotcha okay all right well uh as kind of like the the summary or the summation if you will uh, of talking about what life has been like since f3 do you have uh do you have kind of a a a story that you'd like to share with us something that you know if, if somebody were to say why are you so into f3 
what's what's the story that you would share with them um it is really to me a a fellowship aspect because through most of my life you know as i've said it before it's it's been that's what i've been looking for um and you know it is awesome to have a group of guys that will that will do anything for you i mean it's you got a problem you talk to somebody i mean you know and the thing is that the the guys are honored you know let's just say i call um one of the guys that i've been riding with one day you know say hey you know i got a i got a problem you know most times like hey you know we'll we'll meet up you know we'll talk about stuff on the ride and and you know it, it's real it's like is it lightens your spirit per se and uh but most people one of the the things is is, is this little phrase that i have that i started at the ao is you know come to the goose where you get you a little bit of core tightenment and a little bit of enlightenment and <laughs> i mean it, it's 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 real, you know, catchy, but that, that is my, my kind of summation of F3. It's, you know, you come out, get your butt kicked by a bunch of high impact men, but you're not just left there sweating and panting, you know, they're, your body might be, you know, beat down, but they uplift your spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's, that's kind of my, um, you know, what I think, what, what, what the whole experience has been for me. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. And that's, that's a fantastic way to put it. It's something that I, I think many guys have never even thought about, right. Is that while you're, while you're getting beat down, really your, your spirit is being lifted up <laughs> uh, because you're, you're not, you're not left out to pasture, right. You're not uh, left, left behind. You're definitely picked up by the men around you. Yeah, and it, you know, it's not like a, a towel snapping the butt and sends you home. It's it's uh, it, it's you know, you know, when we could, you know, ball man, you know, you're you're shoulder to shoulder with with someone who feels the same way that you do, and uh, and you know, you're there, you know, even just a little bit of contact is enough, to, you know, uplift you and you know, push forward to the next time. Gotcha. All right. Well, Big Mac, thanks very much for sharing that. I mean, that, that's, that's huge. Do you have any closing thoughts for the packs? Anything that you'd like to share? Scripture, uh, motivational, motivational speech, uh, anything like that? Well, th- this actually happened today. I, um, I talked to my dad and, and, uh, you know, I was telling him that, you know, yesterday was the first time I'd posted in a while. And, uh, he said to me, he's like, you know, He's like, I know I probably don't tell you enough, but, you know, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the man you've become. And, you know, I don't, I don't tell you that, but that's one thing that I want to tell facts. I, you know, I'm probably middle of the road in the age group, probably on the younger side, but, you know, for every workout you get out there for every workout or for every fellowship for every servitude that you do 
you know, I'm proud to call F3 a part of my life and all these men who represent and, you know, show the sticker or wear the shirt or, you know, throw up the sign. You know, I, I'm proud to say that you're a brother of mine. And anytime you need me, if I can do something for you, just let me know. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Big Mac, thanks very much for sharing that. R- really appreciate you you taking the time to, to come on tonight and uh, and do the podcast here. Uh, thanks anyway. for having me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad we were finally able to do this. If guys want to get in touch with you, what's the best method for them to do that? Uh, I'm on the Twitter at, at MacKinjohn, M-A-C-K-I-N-J-O-H-N. Or if you would like to contact me, um, would like to talk, like to know any more. Um, my phone number is 704-860-5664. Uh, if I don't answer, just leave a message, tell me who you are, and I'll get right back to you. Awesome. All right. Well, Big Mac, thanks very much again, man. Um, it's been a it's been a blast hearing your story. I really appreciate you taking the time, sharing with us, being vulnerable, and uh, th- thanks very much for the words of encouragement there. No problem. All right. Well, guys, with that, that closes out episode five. Thanks again for listening. Stay sharp, and we will see you in the gloom. Can you lend me a hand? Can you help me to see? Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp and we'll see you in the gloom. Remember we die.